Greetings, and welcome to another life-changing episode of Grogan's Bullyproof and Kickin' Life. This is your host, Bullyproof expert, Ziggler certified life coach, and master martial artist, Rich Grogan. I want to tell you, bullying is real, and it negatively affects millions of people every single day. And oftentimes, the meanest, nastiest bully we'll ever face is the bully within, the bully named Fear. And that bully causes an endless amount of anxiety and depression. Now, I know this from personal experience, and that's why I've spent the last 30-plus years of my life empowering kids, parents, teens, and adults with hope and the confidence to believe in themselves to stand up to any bully they're facing, both real and in their mind. I'm so excited and so grateful you're joining me. Now, let's become bullyproof and live our best kick in life. Greetings and welcome to another life-changing episode of Grogan's Bullyproof and Kicking Life. How are we doing, everyone? Hopefully you're having a fantastic day. Well, we're back at you with a weekly spotlight show. This is the show where I have wonderful guests from around the world come on and uh, they share with you and me. I get to learn just as much as you do, hopefully more of what they're doing to make society, as we like to say, a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. Well, this is episode number 255, and just a reminder for our new listeners out there, Bullyproof, what Bullyproof is, it's kind of the brand we've created, a little different than bully prevention, uh, because I'm a firm believer that we're never going to stop bullying. It's been around since Cain and Abel, and it's not going anywhere. But what we can do is empower kids, parents, teens, adults to believe in themselves, to stand up to any bully they face, both real and in their mind. That's the bullyproof. And the kick in life is getting back up each and every time life knocks you down, you know, and then living life to its fullest. I like to say not just a good life or even a great life, but a kick in life, baby. That way you're cashing checks, taking names, kicking butt, kicking back, and of course being and living the life you were meant to live. And that's also a great reminder for our new listeners, our listeners that have listened all the time. So who do we have today? Well, I'm going to give you the bio first. Martial artist, instructor, former martial arts program owner, podcaster, blogger, author, magazine columnist. This person is known as the martial arts woman. Her mission is to make the world a better place. Obviously, that's why we're having her on the show, right? Fits right along with our mission, making society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. Her mission is to make the world a better place through martial arts and positivity. She's soon to be an author of her third book. That third book is How to Start Your Own Martial Arts Program. The first two books are The Martial Arts Woman and Martial Arts Inspirations for Everyone. Her podcast is, well, titled The Martial Arts Woman, of course. And what she does on the podcast, similar to what we do on this one, she interviews fascinating martial arts women all over the world, once again, doing what she can collectively. I talk about the village mindset all the time. We're working together to make society a better place to live, making an impact. Who am I talking about? Well, it's Ms. Andrea Harkins. Ma'am, how are you today? Hey, good morning. Thank you for highlighting all of those uh, things that I work on. And yes, my goal and my mission is always focused on making the world a better place through the tools that I use, martial arts and positivity. So thank you so much for having me on the show. Well, thank you for your time. I know how busy you are, and uh, you're doing such a wonderful job. I've been following you on uh, Facebook for some time now, and I remember when your first book came out and then the second one, and and, uh, now you're on your third book. 
Uh, fan, fantastic. I've got uh, my first book is in the editor's hands for like the umpteenth hundredth time, it seems like. It's called Bullyproof. Right. <laughs> I, I feel good about speaking. I feel good about uh, talking and instructing. But goodness gracious, writing a book, that was a, that was a tail kicker for me. Did, did you find it to be tough or was it easy for you? Or? Yeah. Well, you know, I've always had this vision since I was a young girl of being a writer. I've always okay. loved writing. So writing is sort of a passion of mine. doesn't mean I'm always great at it or that grammar is always the best. But um, and, and in fact, I just want to let you know, too, that my third book has been published. So it is available now, How to Start Your Own Martial Art Program. Fantastic. Um, but the first book was so difficult. It's called The Martial Arts Woman. And it was going to be about my life as a martial art woman. And I did have a publisher at the time. And he said, hey, wouldn't it be great if you had other women contribute to this book? And I was like, wow, that sounds really awesome. But I don't know any other martial art women around the world. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, I was just this martial art woman living in a small town in Florida at the time. Starting my mission, my, you know, my brand, the martial arts woman. But I didn't know all these famous women or even non-famous women. So he connected me to a lot of the, you know, more well-known women around. And then I started connecting with just other martial art women. And that helped me create that first book. So it took me like two years to write it because there was so much editing. Even though people were providing me with chapters, I had to edit them to kind of make sure the whole tone of the book was similar you know you didn't want a one chapter and one kind of tone and another and another and so it really took quite a long time to write that first one but it was it was really great to accomplish that and and I felt good about it so you should feel good about yours and that one went through a lot of editing as well so I completely understand where you're coming from but it, it's it's a time-consuming process but it's so well worth it so Congrats awesome. on yours. Well, thank you very much. And the the biggest problem I have with with writing is I write like the same way I talk. And being yeah, a, and, a lot of people do that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and being a teacher, coach, uh, uh, instructor for thirty five years now, I, I tend to repeat myself quite often, but trying to say the same message just in, in different uh, different ways to connect with different audience members. So my wife was going through helping do some of the grammatical edits uh, after who knows how many times I've sent it to the editor and the writing coach and everything else. She's like, man, we are spending a ton of money on this. Let me go through and do some edits. Well, she would take out all the extras uh, like the yeah. third time I said the same thing <laughs> and really helped cut the book That's down. Funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and I never realized it. I mean, just getting to typing and type like I talk here. And my uh, second grade yeah, teacher it's, it's, said, Richie talks too much. And uh, apparently when I'm typing, I, I do the same darn thing. <laughs> funny. Yeah. It's, well, it's a process. Let's just say that. And yeah. I always tell people, uh, you know, the one bit of advice I give to people a lot when they're like, hey, what do I need to do to get a book published? And I, I share this little tidbit a lot. And, and I'm like, well, have you written the book yet? Or have you presented an idea to someone? And they're like, no. I'm like, well, you know, do that first. <laughs> Don't worry about the publishing piece. You know, uh, I self-published the last two books, and I also bought the publishing rights to my first book. So the thing is, for people out there interested in writing a book, even if you don't have a publisher, you know, just start writing. Yep. Just start writing the book. Um, then as you're writing, you can either... Seek out a publisher, you know, if you have these ideas, or you can just 
keep writing and then worry about the publishing piece later. So that's always my, my tip to people. Just start writing. Just go. Got to take that first step and get things rolling. Yeah. The, the, yeah. I think it was 2013 when I decided I was going to write a book. I was just going to do it. Didn't know where to start, but that's what I did. I just started, uh, well, lack of a better word, just throwing up all over paper. I was typing and going nuts on all, all these different conferences and books I'd read. And it, it started off as something totally different than how it ended up, which I right. guess that's how most books uh, come come about. <laughs> yeah, yeah. A different thought process back then, and we circled all around. Essentially, what the book is now, it's me as a kid meeting me as Master Grogan 40 years later, and we go on a journey together, and it's pretty much sharing with the younger me all the lessons I wish I would have learned at that younger age, and hopefully the uh, the audience will connect with it, kids. It's written for kids 10 and up, uh, but I'm hopeful the parents will read it as well. Just sharing those uh, um, those lessons that I've learned, Look, and I was uh, as a kid, I was looking for a hero. Well, I've kind of, uh, lack of a better word, I want to be that hero to my younger self in this older self, and I'm hopeful that'll help guide the kids and parents uh, through the trials and tribulations that uh, just about everybody goes through with that self-doubt and that limiting beliefs. And if we've ever been bullied, the, the real bully is the one inside our mind, the one uh, that, that's the meanest bully, the way we bully ourselves based on the thoughts and opinions of others. Well, those are definitely very, very good and relevant topics. So I'm sure that a lot of people will give that a read. I certainly hope so. Thank you. <laughs> it's uh, it's what we talk about with the podcast and the speeches and and everything else. Well, enough about me here. This is this is about uh, the amazing things you're doing. Uh, I, I always try and uh, the reason I ask for guests to to give me their bio and I do a little I don't know, stalking or not, but I check out your pages to find out if there's anything you you, you humbly left out to to add to it because I know anytime I'm on a show and somebody says, "Hey, tell us a little bit about yourself," I always like, "Gosh, what do I say?" You know. <laughs> so I try yeah. and say, I try. And save you the, the the pain and agony of doing that, but at the same time, I don't make sure I didn't miss any accolades or any successes or anything that you're currently working on that you would like to share with the audience uh, to kind of kickstart this this show here. Um, well, there is one thing that I probably left off. I'm not sure. Um, I also co-host a live Facebook show called the Java Buzz on Friday morning. Awesome. Um, I don't know if I put that in the bio. It's I do it with two other martial art women, Rosita De Jesus and Jane Larkin Miser. What we do, it's called the Java Buzz, and while we're all martial artists and we do talk occasionally about martial arts, it's just coffee chat. We talk about current events or what's going on in our lives. We do flashback Friday pictures of ourselves just for fun. Sometimes we play games on the show. Um, it's just a, a really uplifting show. We always all share a motivational quote every Friday morning, and we each, you know, give our thoughts on that quote. It's just a simple show, but it's called The Java Buzz, at The Java Buzz on Facebook. At The Java Buzz. wants to give that a listen. Yeah, Absolutely. at The Java Buzz. And what, what time yeah. is it, ma'am? It's, right now, it's 9.30 Eastern. 9.30 Eastern so time. I'm in... I'm in Tucson, so unfortunately it's 6.30 a.m. for me, but it's like 9.30 for one of the other hosts, and like another time for all three of us are in different time zones. So. 
Okay. So, yeah. Uh, and here in the central time yeah. zone, we're, we're, we're 1030. But, uh, well, that's a good way to start your day, uh, getting up uh, a little yeah. early there. But uh, obviously, the audience can hear the excitement, the energy, and the passion in your voice there. And it's just, uh, uh, well, it's making me feel good just talking to you. Well, I guess it's afternoon now here. But um, that, that would be a great way to start your day, uh, Friday mornings. And then, of course, as soon as you finish listening to that, you know, our podcast airs at 8 o'clock Central Time on Fridays. And that's the uh, Feel Good Friday show. So that's a, a right and a left hook there to start your, your weekend oh, yeah. off right. Good yeah, stuff. Yeah, that's awesome. So Andrew, I always be, tell people, if you want a, if you want a positive and motivated and powerful life, you really have to kind of connect with these types of shows, certain types of people. It's really, really important that you surround yourself with positive people to live a positive life because otherwise – you just get pulled down so easily. But when you have sort of that, it's like a barrier that you create around yourself in really this positive environment, then you're just more likely to live a positive life. So that's my little, Absolutely. My little rant on positivity. Well, and it, it's, it's so refreshing and so great to hear. Uh, once again, folks, you're hearing it again from somebody else. So maybe connect the dots here. Maybe it's something to this, right? <laughs> you, you are who you surround yourself with. And I just uh, gave a little presentation to a group of teenagers. Oh, well, recently, that could have been, uh, I say the other day, it could have been two days ago or six months ago, but it was recently. And it was all about you show me your four friends and I'll show you what your future is going to look like. And it's who you hang, yeah. hang around with. And I talk about the difference between engines and anchors. Engines are pushing and driving and helping you look for on the bright side of things. That doesn't mean the world's all sunshine and rainbows, but it's it's helping you see the best in, in, in the situations to find the best out of it. Now, the anchors, counter opposites, they're doing everything they can to hold you back, pull you down, and keep you there for whatever reason. doesn't mean they're bad people, but you got to decide on who you surround yourself with and what kind of life you want. So that's great to hear you say that. Yeah. So um, being a, a, a martial arts woman, and obviously you, you've been in martial arts for how many how many years now? Oh, like over 30. 30 plus. 30, yeah. goodness gracious. And, uh, you know, martial arts, it, well, everything evolves. I, we got a little saying at the academy called evolve or dissolve. So you continue to evolve with the times. Doesn't mean you have to do anything different with your program regarding watering it down, but you definitely have to evolve to connect with the audience that uh, is coming, where the, the martial arts style that we predominantly teach is Tung Sudo, which is uh, Chuck Norris grew up in that art, and it was predominantly put together for 18 year old men going into the military. And it was all about you break the person down, those that rise up, good good soldiers, those that don't, well, good luck with life. Well, that was back in the 50s. <laughs> Things are a little bit different uh -huh. today. Yeah. And um, and then also with that, you know, my daughter, who uh, she should be testing relatively soon for her third degree black belt. She's been training before she could even crawl. And uh, obviously, I want to empower her with the tools that, you know, maybe I never had, but then I've got two sons as well, but to give her that, and I always tease the, the girls at the studio, I say, hey, I want you to stand on your own two feet, to be who you were born to be, and not allow anyone to disrespect you, but that all starts with that self-confidence. But you know, years ago, the women in the martial arts wasn't as big as it is right now, and it takes... Uh, ladies like you stepping out uh, out of the shadow, you know, overcoming those fears to say, you know what, 
this is for everybody. It's not just for men, and especially not just for men going in the military. And if you wouldn't mind sharing some of the obstacles you've overcome or maybe the fears that you had to endure when you first started martial arts 30-something years ago. Yeah. I mean, I the reason I started, I didn't have any interest whatsoever in martial arts. Never thought about martial arts, never watched really martial arts shows on TV or movies other than Kung Fu. Um, <laughs> and the reason I began with that, my husband wanted to go. We had been married about a year. He said, hey, yes, but the community center nearby is has a martial art program. He had done some martial arts when he was younger. And he said, why don't we go and try it? Something we can do together. So I thought, well, okay. And, you know, back then, I didn't have a lot of confidence in myself, and I was always fearful of trying new things. So I thought, well, if he wants to go, we're, we'll be there together. We go to the first class, and it's, like I said, it was a community center. It was in St. Petersburg, Florida. We There were a ton of people there. Now, not a lot of women, as you said, because back then, there were not always a lot of women, predominantly men. But there, it was broken into groups in that first class. We sat down and just watched some of the class. And there were there was a section where, you know, people were sparring. There was a section of people working on board breaks. There were people doing katas and yelling. And I remember sitting there in the, in the first class. They taught us attention, how to stand in attention stance and those types of things. And some basic kicks. But I just remember, there's no way I'm doing this. This is crazy. <laughs> that was my first thought. I'm like, I'm not yelling. I'm not fighting other people. I'm certainly not going to break anything. You know, th these are all the thoughts that are going in my head because, you know, I'm 58 years old. So the, the generation that I was raised in was you don't do those things. Right? You don't yell. You don't fight. Um, and so now I'm going in this situation where I'm supposed to yell and fight and break things. Uh, so I really didn't like it the first couple classes because I had that mindset. I was just like, this is not for me. I'm not doing it. But, you know, one day, not too long after that, I was uh, standing in, uh, like, we call it Jimby or attention stand. Yeah. And I just remember the instructor saying, hey, look at Andrea. Look how focused she is. And I'm thinking in my mind, is he talking about me? You know? <laughs> and and so I started to realize that I, I had some talent maybe or ability at least and so I never really was concerned about the fact that I was surrounded mostly by men because they were all very helpful there was a little bit of ego here and there you know and some of the guys uh who wanted to kind of show off or stand out or whatever but I mean everybody was helpful and generous to me and even though my husband was there we weren't always working out in the same same group. There were a couple of women that I worked out with, and I have like one picture of us that I cherish because it's like the only picture I have from that time. So there were like two other women. They were a little bit, um, as time progressed, they were lesser ranked than I was because they came after me. But the three of us kind of hung out together, and I had, um, you know, maybe uh, two women instructors because, again, it was this very large setting of people. So I just, I never really was concerned about the fact that I was one of few women because I felt welcome and I felt just part of the group. But uh, it was a transition for me mentally, having to be in that uh, different type of environment where there were so many men and where I was doing things that I was just not uh, accustomed to. 
but I grew to love it. And I, I stayed, I became an instructor for that program. Um, that program helped me start my own programs later. So it really was the basis of so many great life-changing things for me, self-confidence, recognition that I was never working to my capabilities. I, I just, I was always reaching average, you know, I was always ordinary. And it wasn't until martial arts where I thought, hey, I'm not, I'm not just ordinary, I'm not just average. I have these skills and I also have other skills that I'm not using in my life. So it's just, as I said, a life-changing experience for me. Oh, that is fantastic. And, um, you know, a large number of our listeners aren't, uh, and I'm blessed that they're not all martial arts practitioners. I've got, um, you know, moms, dads, and a lot of teenagers listen as well. So just hearing that story about bringing you out, I mean, obviously, I think one of the ways and that's by the title of the episode of the show is Grogan's Bullyproof. It's pretty much the ways we bully ourselves internally based on, mm-hmm. you know, outside feedback, opinions and thoughts of others that have planted yeah. seeds in our mental garden. And, and then we our, our mind tends to focus on those things and we tend to believe, oh, you know what, I'm just an ordinary person. Well, we've all got an extraordinary gift. We truly do, or unique in our own way. But oftentimes, we, we when uh, that bully within tells us you're ordinary, we tend to believe that. But where did that come from? That came from somebody that doesn't know us, planted that seed in our mind. But you were able to take that step and go into a martial arts class, never really intending on doing what you've done for 30 plus years, uh, but right. it helped you bring out who you are. And, uh, and, I, and I share that and I want our listeners to, to know, Hey, and if you get in a martial arts program, obviously I'm going to promote the heck out of that. I think it's a uh, life changing in so many ways, but you know, even rock stars like Ms. Andrew Harkins here had some reservations about doing it at first, but she took that step. She stepped outside of that comfort zone and found out you're you're more than just ordinary. You're extraordinary in your own giving way, and that is fan fantastic. Um, so with that, obviously you had some fears. Would you mind sharing with the audience there maybe how uh, overcoming that that fear and realizing that you and I, I, obviously the martial arts sense we we try and humble ourselves so we'll never say we're extraordinary. But I'm going to say it for you so you don't have to. <laughs> but uh, um, it, it, utilizing overcoming that one challenge or fear, giving you confidence to overcome other challenges and fears, maybe writing your books or giving presentations or instructing or doing your your podcast, how that's kind of helped catapult. You know, one success leads to another. Yeah, absolutely. I I really use what I learned in martial arts in my life all the time. There's one specific story uh, when I was a green belt that really frames how I live my life now. And in that green belt story, I was testing for my green belt. Again, it was a large group of people testing. There was a large audience. So I, I tested, I did all the skills, I felt really good. I'm, I'm always super nervous before things like that. So I was very nervous going into it. And I remember driving to the test with my husband because he was also testing and he said, you know, calm down, it's, it's okay, you know this stuff. And I'm like, okay. So I get to the test and I do the whole thing perfectly and I feel great. I feel, I, I sit down sort of at the end of my section and then the instructor calls me up by name, and I thought, what in the world is happening? So 
he calls me up, Andrea Harkins. So I run up there and he has these boards that are supposed to break. And he has those two one inch boards. He's holding them together. He said, do a jump front kick and break the board. I had never broken a board before. Oh my. And now I'm in front of an audience with these two boards in front of me and I have to do a jump front kick. So the first thing, of course, that goes in my mind is I can't do this. I've never (laughs) done this. So I jump up and I kick and my foot just kind of bounces off the board. Nothing happens. You know, my foot just kind of like I just didn't even go through anything. And I thought, oh, my gosh. And my instructor said, Andrea, you can do this. You do these kicks all the time. So I'm like, okay, he says I can do it. And I jump up and I do it again. And I, I fail again. So here I am, second time, not getting through. The audience has that very quiet, hush, yeah. kind of embarrassed for me. And I thought, uh, I don't know what to do. So he said, regroup for a minute. So I turn around and I think to myself, how am I going to do this? How am I going to do this? And I just started saying to myself, I can do this. I can do this. Like very slowly, I'm like, I can do this. I'm talking to myself. And it's kind of like that choo-choo train. I'm like, I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> and I'm just really convincing myself. And I turn around without thought, jump, break the boards with no problem. Foot went through like it was butter. Everything worked out fine. And, and I, I did it. And I was so relieved. Um, and so that very moment changed my life forever because now when I have to face those challenges, I know that I have to believe in myself and I have to believe that I can do it. And when I do that, it's like butter. I I can do it. When I face the the obstacles and I think I've never done this or I can't do this, forget it. You know, I'm just not going to make any progress. So I live my life like this. When life presents me with challenges, and I've certainly had my share of challenges, just like everybody else in the world. Um, I've had miscarriages. I've had financial problems. I've had, you know, just life life issues. But when those things happen to me, I no longer look at it and think, I can't do this. Instead, I look at it and think, I can do this. Let me just figure out how. And, and that's how I use martial arts. And that's how I used those moments in my life. I used to have a terrible fear of public speaking. I mean, really bad. And then I just thought to myself, well, how do I overcome this fear so that I can be on Facebook Live posts or I can do other things where I'm talking to groups of people? And I began in my car. I used to have an hour commute to work. So I would sit down in the car and I would give myself a topic, anything. It could be describe a door you know i mean <laughs> so i would just give myself this topic and in my hour drive i would just start talking about a door and became more comfortable with speaking and public speaking so it, the point is you have to find those moments in your life where you've broken through a barrier maybe it's not martial arts maybe it's something else maybe you got that job you always wanted or you earned that degree in school that you always wanted. Those moments, use those moments, those moments of I can do this, I've accomplished this, and carry them forward whenever you're struggling with another moment that you're not sure about. So whether it's a martial art correlation or just uh, a correlation with another success in your life, use those moments to guide you in where you're, where you're going in your direction. 
and it will help you tremendously to achieve and to overcome when you think that you can't overcome. Oh, what a tremendous story. And, and so many stories uh, in, in the martial arts. Uh, the green belt, in almost all styles, it's almost like a middle rank. You know, you've approved right. from the white belt to, in ours, it's white, yellow, orange. And then you've got a couple of different oranges, and then you move on to the green. And um, we talk about the green as the um, kind of the spring season. The grass is starting to grow, or the trees are starting to produce their leaves, and the techniques and the understanding of the martial artists are starting to mature as well. So that's kind of the – I also wrote – a paper years ago called the Greenbelt Blues because Greenbelt was also a very high quit rate because of what you just described. Yeah. The instructor is going to push the students harder than they've been pushed to help them overcome their fears, battle through their challenges, to develop that belief in themselves, and then have them do things that uh, you know maybe they haven't. Well, in your case, ever broke a board before. Now you got to do two. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. But you found that belief in yourself, and that propelled you to hey, I've overcome this fear. I'm going to use that same knowledge, that same strength, that same foundational principles to overcome this next fear. And uh, something and you can definitely uh, uh, elaborate on this even more. It's oftentimes I'll, I'll talk to somebody that used the success they had from that previous fear to overcome their new fear. And they'll say, well, yeah, but this one's much tougher. And I said, well, it has to be, or it wouldn't be a fear or a problem because what you already overcame, that used to be scary before. And maybe it was a level three problem, and now you're a level five problem solver. So the next one that's going to scare you is going to be a level six problem. Well, you just got to get to a level six problem solving. But you, each new fear is going to be tougher because you've overcome the other fears. They're no longer a problem anymore. Similar to what you said about breaking the boards and how it helped you uh, move forward and how now <laughs> you pick a topic. I love that. That's why I was chuckling there. Uh, same thing come up with a topic in your mind and then just expand on that topic yeah <laughs> a door that's a good one <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah. public speaking i read not too long ago in an article um fear of uh, of dying was was number yeah. four public speaking was number one so people would die or they die four more times than they would to speak in front of people i'm like oh my gosh so i always mention yeah. that to our team of uh, uh we call it tnt teachers in training or dynamite uh how we're at an early age we've got the younger kids up there helping lead warm-ups and so they don't even know they're supposed yeah. to be scared leading uh, and being in front of people because they just do it where i mentioned the parents how many of you would like to get up here and do this no hands go up <laughs> Well, good. Exactly. That's why we do this. Gosh darn, that's a great, great story. And uh, I always, and, and so many uh, martial arts guests talk about something that happened at the green belt rank that that helped kind of transform them. Then, and that's the turning point for for like I said, it's a high quit rate. And I called that that article I wrote the green belt blues because they get the blues because it gets tough. And you know we got a sign on the wall that said the black belt is simply a white belt who never gave up. You continue to battle through. Good stuff. Exactly. And, and I'm guessing uh, those now you've got your podcast and uh, you've written your books and you're presenting and speaking in front of others. Uh, each one of those successes adds a layer to that foundational piece. Now, does that mean that any new challenge is going to be simple for you? No, challenges are never simple. That's why they're challenges. They are meant, however, to be overcome. Uh I just, I always face challenges. You know, recently I was on Facebook doing a Facebook Live post and could not get any viewers. Now, if you <laughs> oh, remember man. years ago, years ago, um, 
before Facebook algorithms and all these things, you know, happen, I would hop on Facebook Live and have several hundred people watching just in a matter of seconds when Facebook Live first came out. And so I have a real challenge now with using social media efficiently because I got on Facebook Live just going to talk about, I don't know, positivity or whatever. And like one or two people hopped on. I was like, not that I don't want to affect one or two sure. people's lives, I do, but it's so much time and effort. And so my challenge right now is really how to get my message out more efficiently. And so, you know, I mean, as somebody said to me, um, I said, I guess I'm going to have to pay, you know, to get content pushed out. And he's like, yeah, but, you know, it's, it's not a good thing to have to pay to push out free content. You're giving free content. And yet you have to pay for right. someone to listen to it. And I said, yeah, that's true. So it's a challenge. How do I promote my book? How do I promote the podcast? How do I get the word out? Um, that's the challenge I'm facing right now. And honestly, it's just become more difficult over time. It, so, the sad thing you know, is. It's just an example of a, of a current challenge that I'm going to need to figure out. I can do this. How I can do this. How, yep. And. Yeah, and that's just an example. When and that's a great example because I think uh, if anybody that's doing what we're doing, we're, we're we're experiencing that right now. And the sad thing is, the world needs the message that you're presenting. That uh, I'm trying to present, and so many others more now than ever before. Simply mm-hmm. because anxiety, depression, suicide, especially in our teens and millennials, is going through the roof because they've lost all hope. And Zig Ziglar always talk about when there's hope in the present, there's power in the future. However, when there's limited hope in the present, there's not, there's, there's not a lot of power moving forward in the future. And um, these kids in, in, in their minds are being inundated with negativity. I call it weeds in the mental garden. And if positivity, mm-hmm. positive seeds aren't planted or positive or seeds, any type of seed isn't planted in the garden, what's going to happen? Weeds are going to take over. And, and then you try and plant something on top of that, the weeds are going to suffocate it. Well, the same thing here, is, as you just mentioned so well, uh, with the algorithms, which I have no idea. I don't understand them. And it's the same thing. Facebook Lives, it, it just makes you feel good. Like, all right, I'm connecting with, with uh, uh, yeah. hundreds of people. So I know that message is going to get shared even more. And it's not that it isn't great that one or two, but it's like, holy cow, if, if, if we got just say a hundred and 10% of that is going to reshare and uh, utilize what gifts we've tried to share with them, that's only 10 people. We only got one or two. Yeah. <laughs> How many are going to yeah. do it? Yeah, so right. it, it gets a little discouraging, but uh, one of the producers, and, and it's, oh my goodness, you know, in something about, once again, surrounding yourself with, with, with people that understand that have been there, that have fought the fights or fighting the fights right now that, that you're going through. Just I was two or three weeks ago, I was chatting with one of the producers and I was mentioning about uh, some of our, our listener listenership, I guess it's not viewership, listenership, whatever the term is, has declined a little bit. And I said, man, I, I feel like I'm putting out even better content than I was before. What's going on? And he mentioned the same thing with algorithms and so many people are, are doing the podcast thing now and da, 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 da. But he had said something that was really profound to me. He goes, look, let's just say 10 people get your message and it really connects with them. 
and it helps them from doing something, you know, committing suicide, you know, yeah. a permanent solution to a temporary problem, or it helps them become a better parent or a, a, a better uh, uh, spouse, or it helps them connect with their kids a little bit better, or just in their their inspiration, you pick them up because they realize that, hey, you're a human being too. Your guests are human beings too. Yeah, you're on the show, you're on the radio, they hear your voice, but man, they can connect with you. If that just impacts 10 people, think of the difference you've made in their lives. And I'm like, all right, that makes me feel pretty good. Yeah. Now, I'm blessed yeah. to say we, we, we our, our, our numbers are up way over 10. <laughs> you yeah. know, they, they vary. But <laughs> it, 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 was, it, was, it was good to hear him say that. And, uh, and then he also went on to say that uh, one of the shows that he actually does is just a, uh, 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 what the heck was it? Uh, it, it, it it's almost like a, a, a guy complaint show. So I forgot the name of it. It's probably best I don't mention it. But he says, I just get on there with two or three guests, and we complain about all the problems in the world. And I'm like, and people listen to that? He goes, more than I would like. He says, all I feel like I'm doing is adding more yuck. Here, you're trying to add positivity. So no, I listen to your show. It makes me feel good. But then I go and do my show. And of course, my thought was, why in the heck are you doing a show like that? But he's successful at it. So I guess we need both sides of the fence. But the whole point <laughs> right. of t- uh, telling that was, you know, e- e- even though those numbers aren't up, I, we just just know that you're, you're connected with more people than you probably realize. And I know you know that, but it always, uh, when somebody mentions this to me, it makes Makes me feel good so I just want to pass that love on yeah yeah appreciate that and that's true my mission is not like I, I know I can't change the whole world I know millions of people are, are not listening and it's true you know if one person listens and they're like hey maybe I can do that too uh, then then I've done the right thing fantastic so, sure. well and uh, one of the biggest things I, I, I try and share often just as a reminder of myself, because I'm a human being too, and we have those ups and downs, life's a roller coaster ride, is um, if I can plant a seed in someone's mind at a young age or even at an older age that really hit them at the right time, maybe they'll water that seed, nurture that seed, and that'll grow into something. Essentially planting a seed for a tree that I'll never sit under for shade, but knowing that I had a positive impact in that person's life. And Zig Ziglar talks about that's when you get to kind of the legacy state. And he talks about you go from struggling to success, success to significance, and significance to legacy. And legacy is that you've done something that uh, uh, for someone that they can never pay you back, but they're going to continue that on because they're going to pass that seed on to someone else. And just hearing those words mm-hmm. gives me goosebumps because I know that's what you're doing. That's what so many guests on the show are doing. And uh, and, and those listeners, there, there is hope out there. So don't give up. And that's the whole part of the empowerment, right. to empower you with that hope right here, right now to, to, to listen to this show and get your, your 30, 45 minutes in of, of positive affirmation, of positive content to help you fight those battles and those challenges. But also know that myself and Andrew Harkins and so many other guests we've had on the show here, they're human beings too. So don't, don't feel like you're fighting those things alone. Gosh darn. Absolutely. Good stuff. <laughs> <laughs> am, I, am I the only one? I, I, I'm sitting here in the studio with goosebumps. It just—it makes me feel good. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes me That's feel so good. Cool. Um, yeah. So what's what's next? Uh, the third book's out, and uh, um, was what, what's what's next on the table there? What what what? Uh, obviously, to yeah, continue empowering have, others, but what's going on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have so much that I'm working on. The Martial Arts Women podcast is fairly new; it's a year old. And that's been really fantastic because these are stories that are never told. Like 
women martial artists don't go out there and just tell their stories about their lives, what they're doing, how martial arts can, is connected to their lives. That's why I love doing that podcast because they're like, these women are like treasures. You think you're talking at face value to a martial artist and yet then they start talking and they're like, oh, and by the way, I do this volunteer thing in India or I, I created this sponsorship for students who can't afford martial arts classes. And you're like, what? You know, you, you think, oh, I thought being a martial artist was what you did, who you are, but it's not. They're like mothers and, and sisters and daughters. And, and that's, you know, what most of us women are. Um, but then they're just start talking about these other magnificent things that they're doing that they don't see as, again, anything special, but you, you look at it and you go, that's, amazing that your time and effort is spent as such a giving person so and and a lot of these women also have experienced abuse in their lives it there's a very high trend of martial art women who have suffered some type of abuse in their past and they're learning martial arts so that that never happens again so they're as you said bully proofing themselves you know you can't always stop an attack from happening but the more confident you are and the more you know about defense and the more, the more you know about yourself and awareness, the better able you are. So those are other, some of the other stories that are in there that are inspiring. Um, the podcast is, is never really negative. There are some difficult stories told, but there's always redemption and inspiration um, at the end of the story when, when these women talk about these things. So that's something that I'm working on getting better at and getting more guests. Oh, that's um, fantastic. So also, the, the martial art, it's yeah. the, the martial arts women's podcast and that's available worldwide, Apple, iTunes, yeah. Google play, Stitcher, yeah. all that stuff. All right, folks, well, mm-hmm. check that one out. And uh, I, I'm blessed. Our uh, audience, uh, well, you know, statistics take them for what they're worth. But uh, we, we have, it varies, but certain weeks we have more women listening to the show than men. And I'm, I'm glad. I'm happy about that. I, I taught aerobics for 15 years, so I, <laughs> I really enjoy connecting yeah. and <laughs> empowering. Uh, like I said, I, I just think of, here, I've got a daughter now, and I don't want anybody ever disrespecting her. So I want to do what I can to build her up so she can stand on her own two feet. She doesn't need a man for, for anything. Now, I yeah. want her to yeah. you know get married and, and have somebody that's going to treat her with respect, but I also want her to be able to stand on her two feet and uh, not have someone abuse or bully her. Good stuff. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So the podcast is called The Martial Arts Woman. Okay. Um, and then, so what I'm going to do, I wrote that first book I told you about, The Martial Arts Woman. I'm going to write a second book called The Martial Arts Woman 2. And it'll be, again, stories uh, of other women, some of whom are on the podcast and others that I know that I want to give them the opportunity to tell their stories. And I'll create that book. Uh, with along with some of my own personal stories, and I, I'm also I also write love poetry. Um, so I have a book of love poetry and wedding vows that I'm working on. Um, I've been published in some greeting cards in the past, and that's like a little another side side hobby of mine. So I'm working on that, and just to keep going with the positivity and and improving my brand as the martial arts woman and seeing what direction I want to go with that. So every day is a new day. I have new ideas all the time and just continue to, to focus on moving forward with those. 
golly. And, and that's it, it, just incredible because everything you're doing, different little things with the cards and uh, with the books and then with the poetry, it, it all, what, what does it do? It makes people feel good about themselves, right? Yeah. Yeah. It, and uh, that's... Yeah. I talk about our, our missions, uh, uh, making society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. And what I mean by that is when people are happy, or healthy and happy, society's much safer because happy, healthy people aren't bullying one another. They're not abusing one another, not shooting up schools, and then they're not having rage because they feel good about themselves. But what's mm-hmm. missing is that happy and healthy side of it. And uh, healthy, one of my mentors years ago, hit me with what I like to call a right hook of reality. <laughs> he asked me, he goes, uh, yeah. do, do, do you uh, really think you're given everything you've got? And do you think you're serving your community the best way you could? And I'm like, well, yeah, man, I'm, I'm giving everything I've got. I'm not getting much sleep. I'm you know, doing all the shows. I'm teaching classes, giving speeches. He goes, so you're, you're pretty much disrespecting most of the people you serve. And I'm like, Man, what do, I don't get it. What are you talking about? He goes, well, you just told me you're not sleeping, so I'm guessing you probably don't get five or six hours of sleep. When's the last time you had some shutdown time or a vacation or took your wife out to dinner or maybe last time you had a massage? And I'm like, uh. <laughs> and he says, if you're not taking care of yourself and if you're not at your best, you can't serve at your best. And even though you're giving 100%, if you've got 50% in the tank to give, even if you give 100% of that, it's still only 50%. So you got to take care of yourself in order to serve at your yeah. highest. And that was a, a shot to me because I, I didn't know where he was going with it because I'm the guy that would light a candle at both ends. And, you know, that wasn't enough. I'd light one in the middle, a flame in the middle, and then light a flame in between the flames because I could always outwork my problems. Well, maybe when I was in my 20s, 30s, and even 40s, I could do that. But now I realize that that's just not very smart. <laughs> I want to be the best husband. I want to be the best uh, father. I want to be the best podcaster and speaker and and author and and empower. So I've got to make sure I take care of myself, too. That is fantastic. And, of course, you can share writing these cards out, even though it's it, it, it. it's probably tough it, it, and the thoughts come, but how you, how you really narrow it down. And that's my biggest problem. I got gazillion thoughts, but it's how I mm-hmm. narrow everything down to fit in a book or fit in a, a blog or to, to a uh, video blog. If I'm going to do it, it's got to stay between well, two to three minutes is tough for me where I could talk for 30 minutes and not have a problem. But then the longer it goes, people are going to turn it off. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> but it, it, it's that extra work, but that, that's got to bring you like right now on the show, just the opportunity to do uh, to chat with you and, and another amazing guest that gives me the greatest joy because I know there's others out there doing what we're doing to, to make society a happier, healthier, safe place to live. So fantastic, yeah. fantastic. So um, I always like to. Well, you've probably already said it, but what 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 gives you and brings you the greatest joy is um, is it the podcast? Is it the books? Is it the poetry? Is it the cards? A collection of all that, or do you have something that really gives you the greatest joy? No, I really think it's a combination. All of those things, they're each like a little piece of something that makes up the bigger picture for me. Oh, that's a great point. I Almost never like a puzzle, right? Like thought, a puzzle? Yeah, exactly. They're really all pieces. And the podcast, you know, I had, it's another one of those things where I'm like, I'm not going to podcast. I, <laughs> I never thought about podcasting. I actually tried it years ago. But, and this is funny, but technically, like, I couldn't figure out how to do it back then. <laughs> it was not as easy as it is today where you have different platforms that you can use and software and just you just talk and record it, you know. Back then, you had to, like, upload it, 
to iTunes and over here and over there. And I was like, I can't figure out how to do this. So I, I stopped doing it. Uh, and then, like last year, I was on another woman's podcast. And and then I looked at the platform she was using. And I was like, wow, that's really easy. I wonder if I should do that. So the, when you say, what's the future hold? I, I don't know, because every time oh, I yeah. try something else, I'm like, hey, I can do that. Um, but they are all really important pieces of, of the puzzle to me. Uh, and I'm still waiting to see what the full picture really is, honestly. Gosh. What does all this mean and where is it really headed? What's my future hold? Where, where is this going to take me as a professional? Um, because there's, there's two parts to it. There's the desire to help others, the desire to be positive and use these positivity tools, I would call them, books and podcasts and Facebook and social media. But there's the other side of it for me as a, as a person. Why am I so driven? Why do I have so much passion in these areas? What is it really meant? What am I really meant to do with all of it? And, and that's where I'm still figuring out the, the full picture. So I feel like these little they're not little, but these things that I do are really like steps or stepping stones to something that's going to be greater that will help more people as we've talked about. And we'll, we'll have to wait and see where it goes. But my passion really isn't all of it. I think it all uh, exemplifies who I am. And it's given me opportunities to do so many different things and be on great shows like yours and promote positivity through various avenues. So I, I guess I don't have a, a favorite, but uh, I enjoy really all of it. Yeah. Well, the, 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 you painted a picture uh, for, for me and uh, as many times as I've asked that question, I've gotten a variety of different answers. Uh, it, it never until you just said it, it dawned on me the pieces of a puzzle. We're not exactly sure what this end picture is going to look like, but we know it's going to be glorious. It's going to be great. And right, uh, right. that is a great, great point. It, it, it's funny you say that because, uh, goodness gracious, I've got uh, um, a lady who, who they've been with the Academy for a number of years now. And she was she wrote a book and uh, it's called All the Things. And she wanted to start a podcast and she kind of asked about it. And then she would do some Facebook videos and then stop. And uh, anyway, long story short, she asked how I got mine going. And I started doing uh, little videos, like, I guess it was 2000, 2012 or 13. I saw somebody do and I'm like, you know what? I can do that. Well, I had no idea. I had the, the phone upright instead of horizontal and I had it all goofed yeah. up. I saved that video <laughs> <laughs> because I've got uh, about 350 videos out now and I have people ask. I said, well, it starts with one. And I said, you're not going to be very good at it at first, but if you really want to do it, keep doing it, but keep learning and watching and others. And uh, so I had, I don't know, maybe 50, 75 videos out and I ran into a buddy and uh, I'm catching up. I haven't seen him forever. What are you doing? He goes, well, I'm working at this podcast studio. He goes, man, I love your videos. Why don't you come in and we'll talk about getting you a show. And I'm like, oh, okay. You know, and I, I pretty much, I don't say I blew it off, but life got in the way. A whole year goes by and I run into him again and he goes, Hey man, I told the producers about you. you ever going to come in? I'm like, you were serious about that. <laughs> so uh, I, I, I come in and, uh, and I, I don't know, maybe a hundred and something videos at that time. And I played one or two for him and like, 
Yeah, we, 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 we love it. Your stuff is they, they called evergreen. I didn't know what the heck that was at the time. It just means it, it regardless what season we're in or what's going on in the world, <laughs> they're evergreens like your messages, Andrea, whatever okay. you're doing, yeah. they're evergreen. They're never going away and it's always needed. So we, we talked about it and they said, well, you know, uh, sign a contract. You're going to come in at least once a week and do a show and bang. And now, now we're up to three right. shows a week and 200. Yeah. This is number 255. So uh, I'm glad that you got yours going again. And anybody else? out there listening man as andrea said there, there's so many ways now to do it without having to come into a recording studio i'm just blessed that i have the opportunity to come in here and, and do it uh because i just i come in the producers press record and i talk so <laughs> yeah nice <laughs> and, uh, so that's a blessing but it all started by uh, just taking the chance of filming that first video and putting myself out there and uh, you know I, I, I got more good positive comments than I did negative ones which was good up front because I, you know, who knows what would happen I probably would have said oh I'm not very good at this or people are mean to me I'm not doing it anymore but uh, you run the risk of that uh, the, what is it uh, Steve Harvey once said when, when the moon is shining the brightest, it's casting the best, the greatest sh uh, uh, glow, which is good. It means you're making an impact, but that also brings more yeah. dogs out to howl at the moon. So just know right. the more impact you're making in a positive way, you're going to have some dogs howl at you too, but don't let them disturb, yeah. discourage you. Yeah, I, I always say uh, the more prevalent you are too on social media, of course, the more, um, and I call it hate, so it's, a, it's a big word, but you know, the more hate yeah. you might see. Because people are jealous or they're uncertain or they don't want to hear your message or they don't like it. Um, and that's okay. Um, people always tell me that's actually a sign that you're doing, you're becoming successful is when people start noticing you and, and actually have something negative to say. Um, and that just means that you're being seen by a lot of people and crowds of people that, you know, maybe typically wouldn't listen to you and somehow fell upon it and think, oh, this is, you know, this is not for me or whatever. But um, you really have to remain positive. You have to have thick skin. When I first started posting on social media, yeah. I used to post a lot of pictures and I still do. Um, <clears throat> and people would just, be like, oh, that's not done right, or your oh. foot's not in the right position. I'm like, this is not a demonstration video. This is just a picture <laughs> of me doing what I love. So oh. I'm not teaching you a kick in this video. I'm just doing a kick. So enjoy it or not, you know. Yeah. Well, so, anyway. unfortunately, the martial arts industry, for as wonderful it is, as it is in so many ways, it's also got a dark side and because uh, you've got so many keyboard warriors who they just yeah. sit behind the keyboard and nitpick. I had a guy that ripped me to shreds a few years ago, uh, and I'm the worst martial artist I've ever seen. I hope you're not training anybody. I hope you're not doing this and that. You're a disgrace to the industry. I mean, he even filmed a video. <laughs> and I was like, right. whoa, man, what the heck? And then I had a good buddy of mine, Chip Townsend. He, uh, he, he let me know. He sent a little, what do you call it, uh, private message saying, hey, this is who this guy is. This is who you're arguing with. And it was kind of a, I we should pick on him, but like a Homer Simpson looking guy with a big belly hanging out and about <laughs> Cheetos all over his face. He said, so, so don't, don't waste your time. And then my son, uh, he just turned 21 the other day. He said, uh, when this happened, he goes, well, dad, that, that, that means you, you, you kind of made it here. You get, you got, you got some haters. And yeah. I said, well, I don't want to be hated. Yeah. I mean, come on, man. I he know. Goes, well, I know. It, it messages from my, well, he was a teenager at the time. He says, dad, they don't hate you. What do you tell everybody else? That they, they, they don't like themselves. So they're trying to project that on you. I'm like, dang, I say those things. He goes, well, that's where I got it from. That's what, thanks buddy. <laughs> 
<laughs> That's pretty good when your kids That's are reminding you of things true. you forget, right? Yeah. Gosh darn. Well, That's great, true. great stuff. Son of a gun. Well, this has been fun. This has been great. And like I said, I follow you online there, and I always enjoy your your um, your your post and your motivation. And when I saw you had that third book coming out, I was like, hey, I, I got to get Andrea on the show here. And I didn't realize at the time that you had to, had a podcast too. So, so many wonderful things you're doing. Um, well, good stuff. And it's going to be in, in the show notes, how to, how people can get a hold of you, how they can follow. But uh, uh, one little shout out on, on um, maybe your social media channels and, you know, what, uh, what what's coming up next on uh, with, with the book and how people can follow you. Well, uh, you can just look. If you Google the martial arts woman, you'll find pretty much anything you want about me. Um, but I have several Facebook pages. I have an Instagram LinkedIn, I use those mostly. Um, so just look for either the martial arts woman or Andrea Harkins on those, and you'll be able to catch up with me. Um, I post a lot on Instagram, all kinds of pictures and little motivational messages. So that's kind of a fun little place. Uh, and the martial arts woman book, Martial Art Inspirations for Everyone, and my new book, How to Start Your Own Martial Art Program, are all available on Amazon. I also have several copies here if people want signed copies, so they can just contact me for that. And otherwise, um, I hope people connect. I'm, I'm always happy to add new friends onto Facebook or see, see new faces in my social media. So I think that kind of sums it up. It, it does sum it up. Well, fan, fantastic. And listeners, as always, um, I promise you, I know time is the most sacred commodity on the planet, and therefore I'm going to do everything I can to bring on the best guest to, to help you get the best, greatest value out of the time. And I'm going to be selfish, too. I, I learn from all these experiences. I'm taking notes myself simply because that's the way to continue passing this knowledge on. You know, Andrea shared her heart. She shared some stories. She shared some uh, things she's went through when she first started the martial arts, overcoming her fears, and now the amazing things she's doing and what she's going to do. And you know what? As great as she is, guess what? You've got a gift she never will have. You've got a gift I'll never have. We just want to empower you to utilize that gift to be who you were born to be and impact the world in a positive way. Remember, you're not ordinary. Man, you're extraordinary. I have to start using that, Andrea. Thank you very much for that one. <laughs> All right. Well, before you go, I always like to have uh, our guests say the uh, our bullyproof and kicking life affirmation. So if you wouldn't mind, just repeat after me. I believe in myself. Okay. I believe in myself. I am a one and only. I am a one and only. Original gift from God original gift from God. I am awesome. I am awesome. I am bullyproof. I am bullyproof. And I'm living my best kick in life. And I'm living my best kick in life. Ah, oh, good stuff, good stuff. Well, folks, make sure you reach out to Andrea there. Uh, all the contact information will be in the show write-up notes. And as always, I always encourage you to share this podcast or anything, any video blog, um, with someone that you know could benefit from this. And, of course, as soon as you're done listening to this one, jump on over, uh, especially our ladies there, to um, the Martial Arts Woman's podcast to check that baby out. And... Um, if you haven't given us a five-star review yet, if we've earned it, give us that five-star review. That'll let others know exactly what we're doing to empower others to believe in themselves with hope and self-confidence to make society a happier, healthier, and safer place to live. Good stuff, good stuff. Andrea, thank you so, so very much for your time, your knowledge, your wisdom. Gosh darn, this has been great for me. Hopefully it was the same for you. Hopefully you really enjoyed the time. 
Thank you so much. I really thoroughly enjoyed it, and I appreciate your time very much. Awesome sauce. All right, folks, thank you. Remember, God loves you. I love you. Please share that love with the world. And until we talk again, you get out there and do your best, and I promise you'll be your very best. You'll become bullyproof, and you'll live your best kick in life. God bless you. God bless your loved ones. I can't wait to chat with you again real soon. Have a blessed day, everybody. Bye-bye. Thank you very much for listening to another life-changing episode of Grogan's Bullyproof and Kicking Life. This is your Bullyproof expert, Master Rich Grogan, reminding you to please share this podcast with your kids, family members, or anyone else who could benefit from this empowering message. And I kindly ask that please remember that five-star review, if we've earned it, to let others know that you're a part of the Grogan's Bullyproof and Kicking Life tribe. And until we talk again, remember, you do have the power to overcome your fears and battle through your challenges to stand up to any bully you're facing, both real and in your mind. So get out there and do what you do best, and I promise you'll be your very best, you'll become bullyproof, and you'll live your best kick in life.